Welcome, I'm Carl Colley, your host for this podcast on edge computing. I've really been looking forward to talking about this uh, really interesting topic, and uh, this is part of a Capgemini podcast series on all things cloud. Today, I have the great pleasure of being joined by cloud experts, Capgemini's John Harriman and John Howell of Hewlett-Packard. So I'll ask our guests to introduce themselves. So could we start with John Harriman, please? Yeah. Hi, Carl. So my name is John Harriman. I am the CIS or Cloud Infrastructure Services Portfolio Lead at Capgemini. Basically, that encompasses uh, cloud end user service integration and, and cybersecurity based services as well. Well, it's wonderful to, to have you um, on board. And John Howell, please, could you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, Carl. I'm John Howell. Um, I run the Smart Spaces and Experiences part of Aruba which is part of Hewlett-Packard Enterprise for EMEA. So I get involved with, um, well, very much 80% of my time is spent with Connected Office and spending a lot of time with Capgemini on large enterprise customers looking at uh, employee experience, digital transformation, and how we can leverage the Aruba cloud infrastructure to benefit the organizations. Wonderful. Well, it's it's great to to have you have you with us. Okay, so let's jump into it. What is edge computing? Um, how can we define it, John Harriman? Yeah, I'll start by saying that I'm not a huge fan of buzzwords, and edge is is a little bit of a buzzword. But I would say at the heart of what edge is, and what when people talk about edge, is it's basically about moving computing away from data centers and the computation associated with the with with that closer to the location where it's needed so moving it away from you know cloud and, and on-premise data centers using a variety of devices and software which are is located closer to where it's needed typically where the users are between but at the heart of it, it is essentially using you know devices hardware software to enable that computation and storage to be closer to the location where it's needed yeah, so let's drill down underneath uh, the buzz to get to these these real world benefits. So, could John Hell, could you talk about some of the uh, the, the benefits of edge computing? Yeah, so a good example is the the connected office, really. Whereby, if you look at us as an, an infrastructure business, when you're talking about a connected office. As again, as John said, it's a buzzword such, such as smart spaces. But really, what it's doing is it's leveraging and connecting multiple points, data points, into a business outcome, so to speak. So, if you take, for example, um, if you look at our connected office experience that we're doing with Capgemini at the moment, it's taking the visitor experience the minute, let's say, an employee walks into a building, how we onboard their device onto a network securely? How do we welcome them into reception? And then it moves onto the plumbing, which is technically the network, which can sit in this um, new on-premise central platform, which we, we classify. And that's where we have a connected access point strategy. In other words, that is the transport network that enables all the devices to talk to each other. And then we move through into how does that employee book a desk, find a space, be registered into that space, be that resource be tracked, you know, site to site comparison, etc. Right into how do we charge that device? Those use cases and those experiences are all powered by different parts of the network. But what we've done with CAP is we've intertwined them 
So we classify that as a connected office or a smart space. But in reality, what we're doing is we're seamlessly connecting all of those data points. So a visitor or an employee can move through their day by being able to interact with the building and their colleagues in a very efficient way. So what we're really doing is when we're looking at the power of the edge, and we call it the intelligent edge, is we're giving the intelligence back to the edge. So the building knows who I am the minute I step into it. The room knows who I am, what my Zoom meeting is, or my Teams meeting, by auto-switching on and starting collaboration according to my iPhone, for example. And I suppose reducing latency and increasing bandwidth are important in enabling, you know, uh, the benefits of of Edge. Perhaps, um, you know, John Harriman, you could talk a a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, when people look at the technical benefits, they will talk in the concept of latency, privacy, security, bandwidth, scalability and reliability. But all those things are benefits, but they're all only benefits because ultimately they, they benefit the user's experience. So that's the true benefit. It's all about the user's experience and, and our offer in, in Capgemini, the connected employee experience, one of the key features of that is making sure that the user has a great experience in their place of work and can get their job done. John just mentioned the connected office, which is one of the three areas of connected employee experience. It's actually you know, three areas. It's connected workspace, connected office, and connected employee. And it's connected office, which is most aligned to edge technologies. That's all about the user being able to interact with their physical office environment so it's a, essentially a smart space. And the key step for doing that is the user's way of interacting with that. And that's typically through a connected office application, a mobile app that you install on your mobile device, your tablet, your smartphone. And on there, you have the floor plans of your office. You can, on that floor plan, see the desk that you want to book or the meeting room that you want to book. You can get turn-by-turn navigation or wayfinding as we call it to that desk that you booked to that meeting room or even to people physically in the office who share their location with you you can see where people are and on top of that you can even integrate things like your service management systems so that when a user for example says you know i've got a um, a faulty device i can get turn-by-turn navigation to a smart vending machine which will give me a new device It will log an incident ticket over the service management system and do automatic billing to my department of that new device until mine has been fixed. So you'll see in the the market, even in your own homes, there's a plethora of new devices out there, including smart hubs, virtual assistants, the smart lighting, like, you know, Philips Hue lighting, smart thermostats, smart cameras. And and all of this is integrating all the things that myself and John have just talked about. It's beacons, it's sensors, it's it's software, it's smart devices, so that you can pretty much, you know, do whatever you want in terms of interacting with your, your physical office. And it's not just about office as well. We've talked about connected office because that's, you know, one of the user cases we, we, we talk mostly about with our clients. But it's just as applicable to other areas, shopping centers, to airports, to uh, universities or hospitals, and include including cities as well in that. You know, we've heard of smart cities. It's all there to ultimately make your experience a connected one using edge technologies that's exactly true because we've seen huge interest and growth in enterprise 
around this connected office solution. But um, say, for example, next week I'm with two large uh, Middle Eastern airports and they've just asked me to provide exactly what John said. You know, it should just be one application that arranges their car parking, navigation to check-in, navigation to gate, because then they can start pulling out a great business outcome around how many customers visited the gate that went from parking and therefore we know how to charge the retailers that are positioned on a gate because we can have gate to uh, terminal to gate spend so we can start looking at the ROI on our physical retail resources right across retail airports healthcare connected offices around resource popularity um, how are my resources being used how much does it cost say for an employee to start a Skype for business meeting so if we automate that, that you walk into the room, the meeting starts and the collaboration tool kicks in, you've saved $62 per meeting, per room, per day. It's not just about keeping the, the end user satisfied in whatever context, you know, retail or, or office context. It um, ultimately helps, you know, business outcomes. Keeping people satisfied within the office will ultimately drive productivity. Is, is that correct, um, John Harriman? Well, yeah, I mean, clearly, you know, the example John just mentioned about, you know, Skype meetings or, or conference meetings. I mean, how many times do you go into a meeting before you know it, you're under the floor trying to plug in various cables because nothing works? So, you know, there's productivity in time wasted trying to get things working that edge uh, and connected office can essentially fix. But there's lots of other sort of business benefits outside that. One of which is around being able to measure utilization. One of the ones we see is building utilization. If you have, you know, an edge type solution or connected office and solution in place, you can see how many desks are utilized or how many um, meeting rooms are utilized. So businesses can optimize their facilities or real estate plans. So they're not having buildings that are left half empty or floors left half empty. That's one of the big facilities, real estate savings that you can have. But I think one of the other big benefits is the attracting and retaining uh, key workers. We see more and more people wanting to go and work for businesses which are on the front foot when it comes to digital adoption. It makes it look like you're a business that is serious in providing great experiences and adopting new technologies. By enabling people to work the way they want to work, they have a great working experience when they're in the office. They don't get frustrated. They don't then leave the company because they're finding they're not engaged and they can't work the way they want. So you also reduce attrition. You know, tracking top talent and attrition costs are big cost items for businesses so aside from all the cool gizmos and various things you can achieve it does actually have real tangible business benefits as well totally that retention issue john said quite rightly um we had a large accountancy firm into our ebc recently and they said their biggest issue at the moment is retaining or attracting new talent they currently use a booking tool and you have to memorize the name of the rooms to book a room in the london office and um, that room can be eight digits long with a couple of keystrokes in it. And um, no one bothers to book them because they can't remember how to or they can't remember the name. So they said that this new generation of workers, well, myself included, and I'm 45 and I want this to happen as well. But um, this generation want to pull out their phone. They want to see the availability of a desk from home and think, shall I go to London today? Is the office busy or not? And then say, OK, I'll book this desk. And then they can see the traffic, the weather, etc. 
and we've just implemented that now in our London office. So now I live an hour and a half away. Um, I can pre-book a room on the train or before I get on the train and I can see the availability, I can find my colleagues and it makes my whole workday experience a more a pleasurable experience. Where if that was a negative experience, then people are starting to say that it has a huge issue on retention. If your workday is painful and it's not productive, then you're probably more likely to move. I think we've touched upon it once or twice in the podcast so far, but perhaps, John Harriman, you could expand on the nature and the strengths of Capgemini's partnership with Hewlett-Packard. I mean, obviously, to make you know connected office a reality, we need to work with partners who actually make the hardware and the software components that bring edge into, into reality. Uh, Aruba, part of HP Enterprise, provide the plumbing that allows that. And uh, what we tend to find when we're working with clients is they're very keen to adopt a connected office strategy. But one of the first things they want to start with is assessing their Wi-Fi, their network. You know, working with HPE, Aruba, and putting the groundwork of plumbing in so they can actually start that connected office journey. I'd say that's the first reason and uh, first sort of fundamental principle why we are in partnership with HPE on this. But I think more than that, I think we both share a joint passion for bringing great user experiences to our customers. We both get very excited, or a bit too excited sometimes, um, about the almost unlimited opportunities enabled by these edge technologies. I think despite John and I working on these in collaboration, uh, every time we come up with a new idea, we still feel like we've only scratched the surface and it feels like there's more and more to be done. The more user cases, you think of the more opportunities there are us and the likes of john um i think we share that same passion at finding these user cases and going great that's a really great you know a user case how can we use the services of cap gemini and uh the technologies of hp aruba to enable that to happen yeah i totally agree totally agree and, it, and it's fascinating to see how the partnership works because a good example is i was at the gartner summit um three weeks ago in london with a couple of guys from cap so we had four or five large enterprise customers coming to us and they really come to us to discuss infrastructure so what i did is in a few of the meetings we had i pulled in the guys from cap and said yes you know hpe can provide this plumbing which can improve, say, Skype for business calls over Wi-Fi, and it can give you the beacons and the sensors and the indoor navigation. But when you bring Capgemini into the conversation, it makes it real. So as a business, we provide the plumbing. What really gets the customer excited is the solution that the plumbing enables. So what we did is we showed them uh, an iteration of the new Capgemini connected employee experience application. And as John said, their, their eyes light up because it answers all of the questions that they have. It's an incre incredibly exciting area. In fact, we've worked together for two years now. Um, and every week I'm on a call with Capgemini guys coming up with new use cases and chatbots and QR code integration and wireless charging sensors. So it's all these um, extra use cases you can think of that make it exciting. How important is it to have buy-in, not only from IT procurement, but also from you know HR and facilities management? It's a very good question. And um, I think it comes back to my initial point. I think it's, it's all about the user's experience. And the user's experience is not limited to how good their IT department is. It, it starts when you go for an interview for that company. 
you turn up at their building and your first impressions of everything. It comes to, you know, what's your onboarding process like when you start that company? Uh, does it feel like a cool place to work? And you can't address all that by just working with IT. It, you need to work with HR and facilities. So HR being, you know, how do the users want to work? Do they have home working policies? Are they allowed the flexibility of location, hours of work, flexibility of devices, facilities management? You know, what are their physical offices like? Do they have guest management facilities? Are their offices smart? Is it easy to get a desk, room, um, etc.? And then, of course, there's the IT, which enables you know, some of the back end uh, sort of plumbing, so to speak. But you need to have all these working together with the sole view of employee experience is everything. Not just in terms of getting the end user experience right, but in terms of the total cost of ownership, we're typically pitching to CIOs. And the CIO has an in, a view of his budget or her budget, but not necessarily the budget of the real estate costs or the attrition costs. And ultimately what we're doing with the connected office is affecting all of that financial value associated with it. So it's absolutely sort of mandatory, so to speak, in setting up a connected office strategy to have buy-in from HR, from facilities management and from IT. We've decided now at most of our customer meetings to include two from HR, two from facilities, two from marketing and two from IT as minimum. And as John correctly said, it's normally C-level, CIO level, head of marketing, head of facilities. There's also a new role that's come out in the marketplace we've noticed in the business where certain large FSIs have created new roles out of IT with, with facilities called digital workspace or digital innovation directors or owners or officers because of this blend between facilities and IT. Can we finish up by, I'll ask you for your predictions for the future of edge computing. Every six months, the whole thing changes. Mm -hmm. In reality, we see, we're seeing a big move to 5G. We're seeing a lot more integration between Wi-Fi 6 and 5G. So I think what we're going to start to see is the ability to overlay buildings and hospitals, for example, and large offices with a plethora of different sensors that all can communicate over Wi-Fi 6, which will make it much, much simpler for customers to deploy this type of solution. And I think we're going to see a, a, a huge movement between on-prem and cloud, where there's this strange blend whereby certain applications will be thinking, okay, I need to use the cloud and certain AI-based applications that need instant response will be leveraging everything on-prem. And then you'll see that the back end being used for that will be a move to growing towards 5G being used as the outgoing and Wi-Fi being Wi-Fi 6, for example, being the ingoing. Edge is going to become the norm in the future. I don't think it's going to be something we talk about as some sort of uh, you know concept anymore. It's going to become the norm, and and in fact, it already is in certain places in the world. Um, I think obviously with hardware and software advancements, five G rollouts in particular, you'll see it accelerate more, um, particularly in metropolitan areas. Um, I was actually in Dubai a few weeks ago. 
at the Dubai shopping mall. It's the uh, largest shopping mall in the world, I believe. It's over 1,400 shops, absolutely enormous places. But I was surprised, but I was amazed to find that they had a shopping mall app. And this shopping mall app was one of the most advanced I had seen. It allowed me to do wayfinding to every single shop in there, also to charging stations. It had detailed views of the car parking spaces, how many car parks were free, you know, where they were, integrated with taxi services, uh, online type, type taxi services. So it was already rolled out there, but it's not a big surprise because, I mean, Dubai is a very rich city. Going back to the same point earlier, it's all about experience and whoever can get the best experience will get the most customers and whoever gets the most customers gets the most money. So it's a perpetual thing of staying ahead of the game. And the biggest blockers in the past have been the technology, particularly the network. And as those barriers get knocked down, you will see continuous uh, more and more adoption. Now, people often ask me, you know, is it going to displace cloud? Will edge displace cloud? Now, I don't believe certainly in in the near future or even some some way off it would ever displace cloud. I see it as um, being very complementary to cloud where a lot of computing is done at the edge. And of course, you know, mass computing can be done at a, uh, a data center level, whether it's an on-premise data center or private or public cloud. But as technologies and networks evolve and a number of IoT or Internet Thing devices expands, there's no doubt in my mind that more data processing will move out from the center to the edge. To the edge. That seems like a good place to, to sign off. So we have reached our conclusion and I had been looking forward very much to this podcast and it didn't disappoint. I enjoyed myself very much and I hope our listeners did too. So I'll um, conclude by thanking my guests very much, John Harriman and, and John Hal. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me.